and welcome to Movie Vala Podcast. We are back with another Just Because We Can episode and today we are talking about Vidhu Vinod Chopra. He is a filmmaker, producer, popularly known for the Munna Bhai series and uh, which was the last one, Sanju. They were all under his production but believe it or not, he's also a director and we are going to talk <laughs> about him in his directorial capacity. So, And also, uh, for me, he's more known as Anupama Chopra's husband. <laughs> yes, aptly so, because uh, she's more in with the pop culture right now, right? With her film companion and whatnot. Yeah, so, but back to him, we are talking about his three movies today, Parinda, 1942, A Love Story and Mission Kashmir. So, for me, my head when you say his name I always think of him as a producer so I kind of even forget sometimes that he's actually a director he's directed some actually good movies so yeah I I don't know if it's just me um, how is it for you when you see his name do you always think of it as a production house or do you think of him as a director first and then as a production house I do remember like I, I, yeah, I never forget that he's also a director it's same as like Farhan Akhtar right like I know that he hasn't directed in a while but I I do know that he's directed. So I do remember him, but I always wonder, like, I'm always uh, curious to know why, like, why do some directors stop directing for such a long period of time and only produce? Like, I get that they need to be inspired with the story and so on and whatnot. But I don't know. I feel like if you, if you know how to direct, wouldn't you want to direct? continuously like at every few years span at least so i'm just curious why hasn't he directed in such a long like like last movie was eklave did you watch it no i didn't watch it (laughs) (laughs) i watched it at the cinemas of course (laughs) is there a movie that i don't watch (laughs) and also i think before that the very last one that he actually did which is not bollywood obviously it was hollywood i think he directed his first movie in hollywood as well called broken horse and it tanked yeah yeah because i remember i was in theaters watching something else and the trailer came up for broken horses and then his name came up so i had no clue that he was doing something like that so it was a pleasant surprise to see this guy's name come up i was like oh that's interesting but i think the movie didn't do well yeah but it went so like very unnoticed right nobody Mm. even like realized that he was doing that like it's just so like i think even right now he is working on a movie as a director but that's just, I know from, you know, some articles being written about that, but there is no buzz. Like, there's absolutely like, is that true? Is that not true? Like, is he right? Is that really happening? You never know with him. And he's very infamous for his temper. And, you know, he just... Really? I didn't know that. Not temper as in like, you know, somebody who punches and throws things, but temper as in like, he'll just say what is on his mind or he just call you stupid or something i don't know like a no nonsense no filter kind of guy like a blunt person i've noticed that from anupama chopra sometimes when she mentions him she kind of mentions that fact that because anupama chopra is like this lady like polished woman right and the winner chopra is like the opposite of her i think so it's a so it's i'm sure their love story would have an interesting <laughs> yeah but I've seen his, like, I think there was this uh, 20 years of Parinda press conference at some point, And there was some other, you know, wherever he's made an appearance for Munna Bhai or sometime. I never feel like he has a short temper. I, I don't know. Maybe because I, you know, kind of reflecting myself on everybody's <laughs> bad personalities. Because I'm like, just because somebody's saying what's on their mind is, how's that wrong? I mean, unless you're being like super racist, sexist, all of those ists. If somebody's just being 
blunt about their preference in life. Does that make them short-tempered? I don't know. All right, so let's go back to him as in directorial capacity and not... As a person? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he did study film direction at the Film and Television Institute of India in Pune. And, you know, we did mention about him when we discussed that super, super funny movie, Jane Bido Yaro. He's in the background as uh, this person who's just in the play, remember? As one of the yeah. dead bodies or something. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I didn't, uh, I think that uh, we were like, oh, that's Arupama Chopra's husband. <laughs> I mean, I, at least I was like, Arupama <laughs> Chopra's husband. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's had like long associations with a lot of people in the industry, of course, because he's been around for so long. And he is um, from Kashmir. So we'll see a lot of like references to Kashmir and Jammu in his movies. Uh, he did another movie, which we are not talking about, but Kareem. And it was, I think, uh, you know, placed in Kashmir. And I was just like, so beautiful. It's beautiful. Like, all right. So let's start with Parinda. So obviously this is coming up after such a long break of watching movies for a podcast, right? So this was like after a nice <laughs> break, I watched this one for the podcast and I really enjoyed it. I think you can call it a classic. Would you think it's a classic? I would definitely say it's a cult movie. I don't know if I'll call it a classic purely because this this time when I watched it, I had really high expectations because the first time whenever I watched it, I remember it made an impact on me. But now when I look back, it looks like every stupid thing made an impact on me when I was a kid. <laughs> But now I was looking at it and of course we're going to go in further depth later, but it didn't have that kind of an impact with me. And a lot of things just felt very theatrical and mm. over dramatized to me. Mm. And I remember the reason this movie is so well critically acclaimed and spoken about is because this was supposed to be realistic movie, you know. Uh, at that time, nobody had seen two gangs fighting with each other in such a light. Like this came way before Satya. And this was like one of those movies which showed people in their raw self. And I'm sure that was the case, right? That's the move. That's why this movie is what it is today. But now when I was watching it, it didn't look real from any angle. And there were so many loopholes in the story. Like I could go on and on. The, this, the sequence of events didn't make sense. I was like, why is this person going all the way here just to tell this person this one thing? <laughs> like it doesn't because make any 89. sense. Because it's 89. Yeah, no, but I get that. It wasn't just like communicating. It just didn't make any sense. Like if you're trying to kill that person, why would you say this to this person? I mean, anyway, this was like, I found a lot of errors in the story itself. But yeah, but like, let's get back to hear what you thought because you thought it was a classic. Yeah, so I think it it has a potential to be a classic because it is 89. And then like you rightly mentioned, this was one of the trendsetters for a gangster movie in India. So the minute Parinda starts, just the background music and the musical score is so very different for that time. It's it has a very Godfatherish uh, feel to it in certain uh, parts, especially the music. I, I'm going to be talking a lot about background music because I feel like score because I feel like this guy's movies has had a very different background score compared to other Bollywood movies of that time. So that just makes Parinda always stand out for me because of the just purely because of the background score. But like you men mentioned, 
the you know acting wise i feel like it was a little over the top sometimes but there were like specific scenes that i really enjoyed and i think yeah. the background score is the hero <laughs> for me really uh, for me i i thought the hero was the camera work of binod pradhan like i think the the framing and the f- camera work and i feel something very unique to this combination of vinod pradhan and vidhu vinod chopra like their close ups and not just close ups as portraits of people they just you know the way they captured fire and the way they capture water coming falling like they have these uh, throughout these three movies mission kashmir in 1942 you know you have these fire water droplets pearls dropping very soothing close up of like the dull lake in kashmir i think they both were like i don't know enamored with some like this angle camera work so i i i, I felt like camera work was the hero oh, in this really for me i think parinda camera work yes for sure but i feel like the background score was just it just it still stands out to me and of course the music was um, rd burman so Mm. So you think background score also would have been by him, right? Did it? I actually don't know that. I know that music was by Adi Bhuman. I don't know whether the background score. And also speaking of camera work, then we Parinda. Oh my God, the shots of Mumbai, Bombay back then. Shots of Mumbai was just gorgeous, and especially the sunset and the sunrise and dawn and dusk was was just beautiful. Yeah, it just captured the whole gangster movie feel of Parinda. Yeah, they had this really like uh, you know that vignettes which the the city was shot in this specific color tone to kind of take the color out of the life and just given like and everyone's wardrobe is also like blending in these same colors especially Madhuri's suits are always like these yellows and very subtle colors. Oh my god, I'm glad you noticed that because I was going to say that I feel like Vidhuvanod Chopra has a very soft spot for women in yellow because remember Kareeb Kareeb also uh-huh. the whole thing was that you know dupatta flying remember the whole love. Yeah. And I think even uh, 1942 Uh, you know Manisha Koirala has a lot of uh, is wearing a no she's wearing a yellow sari right in one of that uh, rim jim rim rim jim rim jim yeah <laughs> yeah and indian women i think we look really the best in yellows like very because i think it kind of uh, highlights our skin tone better i don't know but it just looks gorgeous i don't have any yellow in my wardrobe but <laughs> i don't either i have more grays and blues and blacks <laughs> but i think i have a yellow sari i think i might yeah hmm yeah so i think uh, you know they used a lot of natural lighting because they had really very low budget and the camera work and binod pradhan like mm. he's a genius he his camera work in every film of his i feel i think you should do an episode on him like he should do episode on people like <laughs> where because you take somebody else and the pictureization is what i think makes it a bollywood movie versus like uh, making it a really what do you say like noir documentary style movies if the cameraman is not the cameraman which gets the aesthetics of how to make a dark movie still bollywood you know mm, i know <laughs> what do you mean the camera is so important like just the lens through which you are seeing these people and the environment even then it was too dark i feel like for 89 i can see this movie being extremely dark and for people to feel like oh wow what are we watching okay let's talk about the actors in the movie 
There is like Nana Patekar, right now known as Sleazeball, <laughs> Jackie Shroff, and Anil Kapoor, and Madhuri Dikshet. And Anupam Kher has a cameo of sorts. And Anupam Kher has always been one of those actors he, because he always plays uh, plays the age that is much, much older than him. But in this movie, he's, Anupam, uh, he's Anil Kapoor's um, childhood friend. So I don't know, for me, in my head, my brain does not get it. <laughs> I'm like, no, Anupam Kher is supposed to be somebody's dad, not somebody's friend. <laughs> so, yeah, it took, it always takes a little bit of time for me to uh, and get that. Yeah, the the Hindi films or Indian films in general, they have kind of brainwashed us to believe a bald man has to be an older man. Like, young people cannot lose their hair for some reason. Which is so sad. <laughs> but honestly, I felt Anupam Kher was kind of a drab here. It was so overacted character everything was like unrealistic for me i did not relate to this person's struggles and again this is an example of where you know they're like overacting like anil kapoor is supposed to go meet his friend but he's like and then he has to go through these hurdles and then they have to meet at that middle of a chalk where the kabutas are eating just because bachpan like guys like even you know you go back home right now do you force your friends to meet you at that chai wala stall where you used to meet like come on in the middle of bombay yeah <laughs> in the middle but, of bombay you know what but that scene with the pigeons right flying around so obviously it was completely over the top and you know it doesn't make any sense but the way it was taken like when he gets shot spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> for anyone who hasn't watched the movie <laughs> but when he gets shot and then the pigeons just fly flutter away and fly away and it's done in slow motion with the with the background score again background score was the hero <laughs> you know i just felt it was just very theatrical but it's somehow just that part not the whole fact of you know him meeting uh, meeting the friend at the main street or whatever but just that f- thing that scene itself was I loved it. Just the pigeons fluttering away in slow motion with the, you know. Yeah, I just thought it was a very theatrically well done shot for some reason. I I wish I shared your <laughs> shared your love for it. I I I had moments. I'll say like there are moments between uh, Krishan and Paro like uh, Anil Kapoor and uh, <laughs> Madhuri. And there are moments between uh, Jackie Shroff and Anil Kapoor's character, those scenes that spoke to me, there is a scene where, you know, Jackie Shroff has gone to confront Anil Kapoor at India, like Gateway of India. I was going to say India Gate. I always get like India Gate. (laughs) You can't take Delhi out of us. (laughs) I know. For anybody who's not from India, Gateway of India is in Bombay and India Gate is in Delhi. And we are from Delhi. So, anyways... Um, this, uh, yeah, so that scene, I really like that scene. I like how the scene is acted. I like how the scene is written, shot, everything. It was an impactful scene and just the whole, like, you know, how they run and everything. But somehow I was like, I think my struggle was continuously trying to put myself back in 89 and then appreciating the movie because being in 2019 i i don't think this movie would do as well of course none of the movies from that time would do as well but i recently watched satya and i didn't find myself like i was able to immerse myself in that world uh without having to try but 
while watching Parinda, I was continuously having to force myself to be in 1989. And that was the biggest uh, struggle for me to connect with the movie. Yeah, absolutely right. Because it does look dated. It does feel dated. It doesn't have that feel of, um, like like you mentioned, Satya, right? Satya, even now, you can, you don't have to like force your brain to think of it as, okay, it's made in 1993, so I need to go back and then adjust myself, yeah. But this movie, you have yeah. to do a little bit of that. You always have to think in the back of your mind that, okay, it's made in 1989, so, you know. Yeah, but I think what the movie lacks is these links connecting one scene to the other and how... As an audience, you should automatically start seeing the point of view of whichever characters on screen. So I feel like that is where this movie was lacking. The the motivations behind these characters, like why does Jackie Shroff's character become the person? Like he's shown as this boy who's come, he's a farmer, he comes to Mumbai to make a life. And then just out of one incident, like he's literally blaming his younger brother for all the choices he made because that younger brother, when he was like seven years old, asked him to run after something for food. And then he's like, And then this another gay, like Christian has grown up. He's gone to US to study. He clearly, you know, he was academically doing well, but he was not able to put one and one together. Like... What did he think was happening? Where does he think this money was coming from? Like, where, where, where was his head at? And I think the only character I felt was written in a balanced way where I could see that, yes, this is exactly how I would be disappointed and this is exactly how it was Madhuri's character. I was like, yeah, it totally makes sense. This is more or less in 1989 when I had limited resources and, you know, I was an orphan. <laughs> I would behave like, I could see that. And oh God, but she's shot in such a beautiful frame. Innocence at its best. And I actually took screenshots and I shared them on my Twitter. She does not have a bad angle. I I saw her face from when she's turning back, the front angle, the right angle and the left angle, like all 360 degrees. And I was like, oh, like I, you know, we all have a bad and a good side, right? You see the people are there. It's angle is a photo nail. But she does not have a bad angle. Oh my gosh, that is so true. Because we're talking, we are talking about him as a director. I feel like, you know, on all in all three movies, I think the women were just shot gorgeous. Like it felt like they're just these super gorgeous women who don't have a bad angle. Like 1942, Manisha Kurala. Manisha has no bad angle in that movie. She just looks gorgeous in every frame. So I think he has that knack of, I don't know, taking you know, women in a, in a gorgeous light. Uh, what makes Viduvino Chopra's lens unique is that he kind of makes them simple. Like all his women are simple. There is simplicity even in Karib. Even in Mission Mission Kashmir, however, I felt like Preeti Sinta was overpowering the simplicity. Like her, of course, we'll get to that movie. But since we're talking about the women in Vidhuvito Chopra, like I felt Preeti Sinta in Mission Kashmir, like you cannot take Preeti Sinta out of Preeti Sinta. She kind of, I can totally see the same girl in all her movies. Like, you know, she has not played anything else except herself in she, majority yeah, of the films. She's always this bubbly in quotes, right? This chirpy, bubbly girl. Even though she hates that word being associated with it, right? Like, but if you are that person, then you are that person. Yeah. <laughs>
just own it <laughs> yeah but yeah going back to the vidhuvino chopra i think he is, he makes them all very simple and i like that because you you're able to see beauty in simplicity right like the whole because we both relate to people having their own natural hair minimalist makeup just wearing especially in 1942 and uh, parinda they are in like simple cotton salwar kameez and sari and even banisha kunal is even has got these two plaids which are like you know any other person wearing it would look like buffoon you know you'd be like you cannot make that look pretty manisha kurala it just becomes part of her personality it doesn't even stand out that she's wearing these two pigtails yeah last person who's left is nana patikar and i oh i don't want to talk about him but i mean that's the shame right till till last year I was I would have considered him a great artist and I would have been like yeah he's given these great performances but boy are we going to are we going to talk about that I don't know but he was certainly one of a kind he was very different for that time as an actor yeah but again I would say like all predators aside I think he as well is always nana patikar like you know you are he's got the same way of delivery he you know how nana patikar is going to deliver the dialogue so maybe at that time when people saw him you they it would have been refreshing to see somebody like that but yeah after that i you know he went on to do a lot more movies and he pretty much was the same character that he played in this movie yeah although i was very curious to know the back story of anna like they never really clear that up right like there is this psychology psychology psychological something going on in his head where he's scared of fire and we don't know whether he burnt his kid and wife or not like there's always this controversial in passing that he did burn them no they said like case was that they got burned because the wife was mentally disbalanced and then she burned the kid and jumped into the fire which could very much be the case i don't know she could be going through postpartum depression or she was not you know she had uh, mental health issues or that he did that to them and now he's scared of us but they never like i would love for this story to be explored like i want to know maybe a short film or prequel to parinda yeah i i would i would want to know that yeah but this kind of led the way for a lot more gangster movies so in that sense parinda was a path breaker you know like a trend setter oh yeah absolutely so now like naturally going back to we are we are we are talking especially i am talking because i am the one who is not <laughs> talking favorably definitely i think it deserves the credit for trying something different because as we know 1980s all the movies were like really sexual innuendos and just love stories yeah crazy rich parents poor boy some crazy love story so yeah different okay All right, let's jump to the next one. Nineteen forty-two, a love story. Okay, so but we didn't mention that uh, Parinda had come out in nineteen eighty-nine. In case we didn't mention that, and nineteen forty-two, a love story came out in nineteen ninety-four, and and more or less it's the same cast. It's Anil Kapoor, Jaggi Shroff, uh, Anupam Kher. The girl has been switched, <laughs> and the same music director. Now it's uh, Manisha Kerala instead of Madhuri Dixit. I think 1942 love story is something when people even if you just say 1942 people will just remember all these beautiful songs you know if not anything I think it's just synonymous to these gorgeous gorgeous songs which will never ever age we talk we're supposed to talk about this guy as a director but then 
we are ending up i don't know talking about other things about the movie no i mean they are all parts especially in hindi movies right the director's job is not just directing the people he also gets to pick the music he needs to have an aesthetics for how he wants to show his actresses he needs to be like he really needs to wear a lot of caps he's just not just the director yes that makes me feel better <laughs> okay <laughs> so oh uh, yeah so obviously i was excited when we picked this guy and we were like okay let's do these three movies of his so the most excited i was was for parinda a little bit but more for 1942 because 1942 i haven't seen it in a l- really long time so i i think i had mentioned to you that i had actually forgotten this whole storyline which is a blessing for me because i can keep rewatching uh, you know movies over and over again and i'll not remember so i enjoyed watching 1942 a lot i love this movie i watched it I, i this is another one of those movies i've watched 100 times and i remember every yeah i love this movie i think it's one of those underrated love stories it's not i mean i i would put it right up with like kuch kuch hota hai and kabhi khushi kabhi gham and all of those like you know people talk about love stories like kayamat se kayamat tak and i think 1942 a love story is right up there for me it's one of those beautifully uh you know wedded films between you know there is a track of independence going on and there is a track of love story going on and i have not seen, and it is essentially a love story it is not a movie about independence it is a movie about how two people fell in love during the time of independence and you know and i loved how it is shot again by binod pradhan and that's why i feel like he needs to be like we need to do a segment on him for we need to find a way to do a segment on him but he did uh, he, this movie i loved it so you know continuously from starting from the moment the movie opens until the end you see there is this uh, war, independence you know war for independence going on but till the love story is in its uh, nascent stages the you know you'll see these two people they're waking up and they're going about their day you know getting water and getting uh, bread from the neighborhood store or whatever and there are uh, marches happening independent marches happening with mashal and what is mashal in english with the torches torches right <laughs> with torches and they are shot in a beautiful way like you know there were so many shots where uh i was going to say amir khan for some reason anil kapoor is across from these marches and manisha koirala is on the other side of the march or on the two sides of a bus where, where people are you know boarding or deboarding and these are all about independence these people are fighting for independence they are in their cotton and khadi and what not and these two people are just like looking at each other with like dewy eyes and coy and then suddenly once the story takes a turn where you know the war for independence overtakes their love story the angle is the same the pitch is the same just the background music has changed again you know how you said the back i think this move this movie as well i think background story uh, background score is an act. and you start seeing everything in different light and i was like exactly i think one hour of the movie is just love story so the whole set of the you know the whole feel of the movie is very love story is right which we love the music and everything is very love story very love story love story and then it just changes into this completely different story but still this love story is still you know running parallel to each other and and then it becomes this another movie so it's really nice you know watching the movie which is transforming itself into another movie and it still has the same feel to it 
yeah, I thought 1942 was really amazing. So, yeah, props to Vin- Vidhu Vinod Chopra yeah, for doing that so well. Yeah, I think out of all the movies that he has directed, mm. this is the best one of his work. Like, this was the music, the camera work, the story, the, the links weren't missing. I was with each character. Like, I got uh, Jackie Shroff's character's motivation. I got Anil Kapoor's. And you know that I also liked how Anil Kapoor's character wasn't written as like this uh, privileged, stupid boy. He was, yes, he was privileged. And yes, he was seeing the world with his limited point of view. And it wasn't just for the girl that his point of view changed. You know, I liked how his character got to the other side with love being like the fire in the belly, but not the only reason. Absolutely. He wasn't, he wasn't doing this. He wasn't doing whatever he was going to do for the girl. Yeah. Yes, it is. It starts with the girl. The first scene, um, he is looking at people who are protesting against the Britishers, but he's just sitting in his fancy car and, you know, he really doesn't care. He's just looking at it and he's like, okay, yeah, they are, you know, protesting. But after he meets her, there's this change in him. It is for the girl. But then, you know, when he actually fights, starts fighting for the freedom, it is purely for his country. That is his motive behind it. And I thought that that doesn't happen often. Nachi, it is motivated by the fact that, you know, something he did unintentionally ended up hurting somebody. And then he starts feeling the... Bo- I mean, but that's how natural progression for a character should be. Yeah, very organically. Very organic. And then when he sees the person he looks up to, which is Pran's character, which is so wonderful to see Pran on screen. And then when he sees Pran getting hurt and, you know, him being so uh, dedicated to this cause, all of that is affecting his point of view. So I thought, you know, I loved, loved, loved. I love this movie. I think uh, I myself don't talk more enough about it. I think I'm going to now. (laughs) And I love this movie. I love the music. Oh my gosh, Sanvi, you wouldn't believe it. Ever since I finished watching the movie last week. But Rim Jim, the song, it's just in my mind. I'm just humming it constantly and I want to listen to it. It's just, gosh, what magic does this guy have? (laughs) Or he had. I know. I also like. I love the ek ladki ko dekha. I can't like the words, the picturization, how everything is perfection, perfection. So I was telling my husband that when this movie came out. So until this movie came out, before this, I anybody who doesn't know and hasn't listened to our episodes, I love lyricists and I love the lyrics. So before this, I had always been a big fan of Gulzar already. So I was like, Gulzar, Gulzar, Gulzar. The second person after Gulzar I would pick would be Anand Bakshi. I was like, okay, I was amazed by Anand Bakshi's story because Anand Bakshi was a, uh, was a, he was an army and whatnot. And then he was looking for a job and then he just happened to write songs. So he doesn't have any background in literature or writing. He just, he just stumbled on it and then I love his work. I was like, how does somebody just start writing randomly? Okay. So Gulzar and then Anand Bakshi. These were my two like top. And everybody would go on about Javed Akhtar and I was like, yeah, okay, Javed Akhtar is fine. And then I listened to 1940 Love Story and I was like, okay, all right, man, you got my attention. <laughs> yeah. So this is exactly how I narrated the story to my husband. And then he looks at me. He's like, when this movie came out, you were like barely 10, 12 years old. And I was like, 
I was like, I was always this person. Now it's just by society standards, my age is appropriate enough to talk about these things. And at that time, I was too young. And I was like, I have always been this person. Yeah. Same here. I've always been an old soul. <laughs> exactly. Now I think I'm catching up to my uh, old soul. <laughs> now I'm old enough for my soul to be in sync with my... <laughs> At least a little bit in sync. <laughs> yeah. After this movie, I became a fan of Javed Akhtar is mm-hmm. the reason for my long monologue. <laughs> so this is like, okay, this 9482, the songs, is why I am so glad I'm an Indian. I, I mean, you can obviously translate and, you know, get the gist of you know what the song means but but just to feel it it's just it's just amazing so there are these few uh, songs and movies which i'm like whenever i'm listening to it i'm like oh my god you know my i keep telling my husband i'm so lucky i can understand hindi and tamil and you know i'm born in india <laughs> otherwise i would have missed out on this whole beautiful chunk of yeah these movies and songs. yeah actually you know you don't realize it because um even if you understand the language the context lies in a lot of everyday life things. And I recently, we were at a stand-up of Biswa. I went to watch a stand-up by Biswa. Yeah, I saw your tweet. Yeah. So a lot of his jokes were in Hindi. I mean, no, all of his jokes were in Hindi. But they were all in... And I could tell the audience who were born and brought up in India were laughing like crazy. But the ones who understand Hindi but were not born and brought up in India, they were just like, I don't know what he's talking about. So that's where the humor or, you know, even the emotions lie sometimes. So I was like, yeah, I'm totally with you on the fact that I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was born and brought up there. I have the best of both worlds. Right. Yeah. Okay. So back to the movie or back to the podcast. Yeah. I think this is best of his work. I loved, I loved everything. I loved the characters. I loved the relationship between... The, okay, so I, I, I wanted to talk about the relationship between the fathers and daughters in this movie. You know, Anil, uh, Anupam Kher and Manisha Kerala, but also, uh, Danny and his daughter. I felt this is, I feel like this is probably where the sensibilities of Viduvin or Chopra can be seen because everything else is a little bit of Bollywood trope. Like we've seen those things, but I feel even how, uh, Madhuri's character was shown, you know, she's, usually a girl is working she's working and then you never see where she's working or you know what her motivations are towards her work or what does she want to do but all of these women have been shown in the light that you know they were of strong conviction Mm. they are independent Manisha Kerala likes books she wants to read in 1942 may I say and you know and even Danny's daughter she's so like you know she has a conviction she loves her dad but she stands up for what she believes in and Danny you know Danny sees that you know, he can't change her. Like, it's not like he's going to lock her up in the room yeah. and be like, Tum jaogi, or whatever, whatever. I exactly remember the scene that you're talking about when they're having tea. And that's when she yeah. said that, you know, I want to do this for my country. And yeah, Danny, yeah, he just, he he's not reacting like a typical Bollywood dad would. Yeah. Yeah, he's just talking to her like an adult. Even the way they talk to each other as father and daughter. So this was my observation, which I felt like, okay, so... Anupam Kher is shown as this progressive person who wants to throw the Britishers out and, you know, is leading that. But when it comes to his daughter's private life, he's very conservative. He's like, you can't marry that guy. That guy doesn't have this and that, whatnot, right? But then you see Danny, who is actually, 
following the you know the world like he's one of the employees of the british empire but when he comes to his daughter he's so much more progressive he's like you know you can do what you want you live your life so i feel like this is the real dichotomy which i see in indian societies right people think when someone's progressive is going to be progressive 360 which is never the case and which is not even true for us right so i i really like these two juxtaposition of like two dads on opposite side of the aisle but then how do they treat their daughters yeah. so differently this movie was perfection mm. i have no negative remarks yeah. to this absolutely like every character i felt like it was well written and there was no flaw there were no loopholes nothing it was just really good. even the small role of raghuveer yadav as munna it was so and it comes full circle right like in the beginning when he's like uh, i he's like i'm I, i'm going to like spit on his face and this and that and he's like oh you're a coward and i loved how you know they wrap it up and it's always interesting to see when something is said in the beginning of the film as humor or as something to bring someone down and then by the end it become their strength and uh, a moment of reality and not humor anymore i like when our writers are able to do that it's that is so true and that shows a lot about the director right that he has actually taken care of even these smaller characters yeah yeah i mean i think we could do like if we had a whole like episode on this we could do a whole episode 942 so we definitely recommend 942 if you haven't watched it absolutely now moving on to the last one we picked uh, directed by vidhu vinod chopra is mission kashmir and this came out in 2000 and for a change it has a different star cast except jackie shaw remains the same in every movie so uh, the actors are Sanjadat, Hrithik Roshan, Preeti Zinta, Sonali Kulkarni and Jackie Shroff. But the cinematography is by Binod Pradhan again. Ah. All right, so had you seen this movie before? Yes, I had just once and after that I have never revisited it. And also um I felt like this movie was his weakest feeling like out of this movie. Yeah. Mission Kashmir, I was just waiting for it to get over like Sometimes I would even forward all those scenes, you know, where they're just fighting and everything. Yeah, so it was again. I think it's more credit to the cinematographer than Vidhuvanu Chopra. I think because obviously it's shot in Kashmir, and there were scenes mm-hmm. that would just show Kashmir, like everyday life of in Kashmir, and it just gorgeous. It just gorgeous, and it breaks your heart, you know, to see what what this yeah what Kashmir is going through. So yeah. But otherwise I felt like as a movie Mission Kashmir I would not revisit you know maybe I yeah. listen to some of the songs but yeah not the movie as such I agree this was his weakest link and the story does not like live up to the like the caliber of director that I know he is able to with 1942 I know he could this one felt like very like a marriage of convenience mm. between the characters like everything was very nicely tied with the bow and it was all very messy it again the links were missing you know i don't know how long was uh, rithik roshan's character living with them as a as their adopted kid like how, what was the duration of that time and how can you justify this army officer going and like literally slaughtering hundreds of people just because for the sake of his son and then vice versa something same happening and then 
Jackie Shaw's character was such a caricature. It was cringeworthy. I don't know. And then again, like, uh, there was nothing to be said about Preeti Zinta's character. Nothing. Nothing. And uh, also, I feel like I'm so disappointed more so because, you know, because I know he, he, I think he was born and brought up in Kashmir or he was born in Kashmir. Yeah. So I felt like, because Kashmir is such a, obviously, you know, we all know about Kashmir. Uh, so I was hoping that because he's from there, I was... I was hoping that you know it would have a different different feel to it or a different way of you know of handling this story but it just turned into a typical bad guy good guy and yeah it just didn't feel like it. exactly like and unfortunately he's doing another movie it's called Shikara a love story a love letter from Kashmir like his next direct, directorial movie which again like I said I don't know whether it's true or not this is what it said so I'm guessing like <laughs> yeah, with him, you never know, like you said. <laughs> yeah, so if that is what is happening and again he's making a Kashmir movie, mm. then it better be good because I think the recent movie which was based in Kashmir, Lela Majnu. I was like, that's how I want to see Kashmir. Can I see Kashmir from people living in Kashmir? Can we talk about Lela Majnu? Such an underrated... <laughs> no, we cannot. <laughs> we'll come back to it. But let me just put in a little thing. Please watch it if you can. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I can support that because I've already seen it thrice in one year. So, yes, watch it. Right? So, yeah, I don't know he what kind of movie he's making. But, yeah, Mission Kashmir was a really big disappointment. Except for the music. Yes, music is something, I think, which uh, surpasses everything else in the movie. But there is not a single reason why I would, like, recommend this movie for anybody to watch. Absolutely. And it felt like it was not even him. Like, the dialogues were sometimes so laughable. Like, there's one dialogue where, obviously... Um, Rithik is grown up and he's a terrorist and you know he he kind of barges into um, so he barges into Sanjay Dutt's office you know where he's a cop and you know he ha- he has a gun with him and then he runs away and then Sanjay Dutt goes back to his house and he's telling the whole incident to his wife and the wife is like huh Gussemi you know he would have taken the gun out I was like what is this like did you laugh? I was laughing throughout the movie I was like even the part, like, in the end when uh, Sanjadat's character kind of uh, gets hold of these cassette tapes where where the plan for what the terrorists are doing come, instead of taking it to, like, some analytics or, like, the Indian agency, wherever they do these investigations, he takes it to Preeti Zinta, a television reporter, to kind of find this. I was like, why would you do that? Like, what has Preeti Zinta got to do with this? Like, this is not even, like... Is this right protocol? You should be <laughs> fired right away. <laughs> and I think one of the tropes which Hindi movies does very conveniently is like, okay, let's make the military guy Muslim because then you can't say anything that, you know, the Hindu person is attacking a Muslim terrorist. So they very conveniently, oh, and let's give him a Hindu wife to show him progressive. Right. I, you know, it didn't seem natural. It felt like such a cop out. I was like, oh no, see, it's like, uh, whatever his position was, Major Colonel, whatever, Khan. And then this is Khan versus Khalid. I'm like, oh my God, if I see another, uh, isn't that the same which we are still doing, whether it's the family man or whether it is whatever. I think it's this bloody... That, that's such an easy way out, right? Just to make them... So you don't have to write a character. The movie was... I just couldn't wait to you know finish the movie and record the podcast. 
and even when the the officers are talking between them one is supposed to be a kashmiri pandit and the other is supposed to be a sikh and the kashmiri pandit is saying to the sikh oh you don't know what it is like to be done and then the sikh is telling about the insurgents they have it just seems like everybody's on a revenge it's like do we have any stable minded strategic people in our forces or is everybody just taking revenge from yeah. the people like <laughs> the writing was really bad the character yeah all the characters were so shallow and so black and white there was no grace no anywhere no none yeah but um but one common link i found between all three movies was like there is a stage performance happening in all of them Marjorie Dixit is teaching these kids for a performance to do on a stage. She's a school teacher, and then there is a stage performance happening in 1942 where the Danny's daughter is doing a role and blah blah blah. And then in this one, there is a stage performance, like a TV performance. I was like, I was like, oh, I wonder whether he really like he's trying to bring in these using the arts in real life to push the agenda or whatever. I don't know. But what I like about Vidhuvan Chopra is the fact that you know he has love stories. You know he likes love stories, but love story is part of a bigger story. You know it's not yeah. be all and yeah end all of it. So that is interesting. And also I I I like the fact that each one of his movies uh, it has a love story, and then it has like different things about India, which is uh, like Mission Kashmir is about the conflict in Kashmir, and the 1942 is independence, and then Parinda is the gangster. You know. because mumbai used to at least not i don't think not not anymore i hope but 80s was like a breeding ground for g- gangs you know we've yeah. heard of stories and everything so yeah he uses these city backdrops and you know it, he uses the conflicts there with the love story so which is a tough one because mission kashmir you know you you can't take a movie in kashmir without tackling the bigger issue right I mean, obviously, he's done a bad job at it, but you know, I, I mean, he at least took that <laughs> story. Yeah, wish he'd done a better job with it, but I mean, like you said, that he is from there, so he should mm. have had like a better insight. He should have given us a point of view which was more through his eyes or through people he knows. We didn't get that. We just got that cookie cutter, run of the mill. Anybody could have written that. Like it wasn't like. A, Yeah. I think so far we are on board with that uh, 1942 was the best out of the three. And then Parinda and Mission Kashmir is like not even on the list. Like you can delete it. We should have actually done Kareeb, but never mind. Maybe another time. Oh, we will we will do a season around Kareeb. <laughs> <laughs> like we always do. <laughs> All right. So let's wrap this up. I think Vidhuvanu Chopra definitely has a unique lens and he does do justice to the women in his movies and i would love to see him do like cinema in today's world where women are like more central than just being a side on the frills and uh, pushing the story for the actor on the side or something like that but but promising i'm not disappointed yeah absolutely obviously i like the movies like we had mentioned but i feel like he's one of those directors that i wouldn't be like like there are some directors that i really look forward to the next movie with him i'm like yeah if he comes up with a movie well and good you know i might watch it but it's not like something that or something where i'm like oh my god i wish he would make movies you know like ram gopal verma i'm like i wish he would the 90s ram gopal verma <laughs> i'm like i wish he would make more movies like that but with him yeah he's not a director that i would just look forward to like you know with bated breath about what he's going to do next 
But yeah. Yeah. Same here. All the songs in all in these three movies are amazing, amazing. My favorite is Tumse Milke, hands down. I think if I had to pick one song out of all his movies, I would pick Tumse Milke. But after that would be the soundtrack of 1942. And my parting thoughts are that please leave us a review on whichever platform that you listen to us at. Because uh, we like reviews and it motivates us to make more episodes. Absolutely does. Even even a tweet, uh, it brings us so much joy. We're like, oh my God, we should start recording. <laughs> so, so, so tweet for Flo and leave reviews for me. And we are on Twitter at MovieWalaPod and on Instagram at MovieWalaPodcast. And we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.